Lifestyle choices and environmental factors impact your brain health and the physiology and psychology of your mental health. When you're ready to turn your brain on to get your game on, listen to In Your Head Radio. Now here's your host, Lee Richardson. We have a really fun show today. We've got Danielle Finlay. She's the owner of Danielle Finlay's Pilates and Wellness. She's a Pilates teacher, yoga instructor, podcast co-host, host, and energy practitioner. In 2018, she left a 20-plus year corporate career, and she discovered her number one love. And that's the purpose that she has in her studio, guiding bodies through the magic of movement and supporting others on their journey of healing and wellness. Danielle, thank you so much for being with me today. Hi, Lee. Thanks so much for having me. This is such a pleasure. Well, and it's, you know, it's so interesting because, of course, you know, what I felt when I hear what you do, I I think that's so good because movement is so good for the brain. And it's so interesting because up until 1995, we did not assume, assume or associate that movement was good for the brain. It was all based on the body. You know what, like, especially during you know, our unprecedented times right now. And when I started, um, when I left my corporate career and opened up my studio, my intent and my, um, you know, my love for movement in general was what was guiding me because those that I was encountering were at kind of a bit of a crux in their lives. And they were, you know, either had a background in athleticism. They were, you know, where I live, I live in Canada in a Rocky Mountain resort and it's filled with Olympians. So I've had lots of engagement with people who have been powerhouses and have trained their body tremendously. And then on the other hand, I've had clients or a lot of my clients are individuals who are really unsure how to train their body, you know, to train their mind. So mind, body, spirit is, uh, you know, where I come from. That's kind of the platform where I come from in teaching Pilates. What I love about Pilates is it comes from a physiotherapy background. So my my intent with training my clients is that they are going to engage every single one of their muscles in their body to make movement happen. It's more of a of a neurological and, you know, the effort, um, a brain effort than it is physical. You know, it's a combination of both, but it's lots more times than none. When I finish with a client session, they'll say, I'm exhausted. My brain is so exhausted from the movement. And that's when I know that we've been like, okay, we've connected your physical, we've connected your mental, we've connected your spiritual. To me, that's a really great session ending session because it is movement is so important to our mind body physical you know or mind body spirit alignment absolutely and you know we all know that exercise gets the oxygen into our brain but it also does more than that it actually acts as a catalyst for the growth of new brain cells creates neurogenesis and it gets the the factors that aid in the creation of new synapses gives some plasticity so i mean it really does do more for your brain than just get the oxygen going. Absolutely. And there's just such a, you know, because I'm in my late 40s, a lot of my clients are my age range and uh, a little older. And they're kind of at that stage in their life where they don't believe or they don't know how to move their bodies. And so my my goal in working with them is, first of all, have appreciation and gratitude 
for the fact that we can still move our bodies. We're, nobody is, you know, like when we get to this stage of our lives, we're not going to move like we did when we were in our 20s. But we need to find new ways to move our bodies and to be healthy. So, you know, in my yoga um, background and in Pilates both, I kind of integrate them both in my style of movement. I teach very intuitively. So it's not like I have a list of, you know, movements that we're going to do. Um, When I connect with my clients, when they first come in, we always do a check-in. How are you feeling? You know, and we really get to the guts of it. Let's talk because I work one on one with individuals. So really, how are you feeling in your mind? How are you feeling in your body? And how are you feeling overall? Because I'm seeing that more and more as being a pattern right now is I'm getting a lot of individuals who are numbing. So they're not really sure how they feel. So when I get them down on the mat or we start working on the equipment, the whole point of that is to unlock, you know, some uh, patterns that they've had, previous patterns, learned behavior patterns in their body, but also to open up, you know, their caveats and their capacity to find out how they can better move their body by engaging all muscle groups so I don't isolate. And in doing so, there's such a focus on breath work and that gets them into that meditative state. It's not uncommon for my clients to leave and feel like they are floating. You know, I get a lot of people who comment after they leave and they come back and they're like, I didn't know I could feel this good. That's great. That's what I want. So moving your body is a catalyst for so much more than just moving their bodies. Well, you know, it's creates over overall wellness that's for sure but you know we we all focus on the physical health but for the mental health it you know it relaxes the mind and that helps you to focus and have better concentration oh absolutely and you know and i've been i've been very verbal in saying that the pandemic that's happening right now it's really unfortunate and there's so much um pain that is associated with this pandemic. And then, but then on the other hand, I think that the mental health issues that are gonna come out of this pandemic are gonna far exceed the pandemic numbers themselves. We're seeing so uh, rises in, you know, healthcare, in um, wellness, in mental, um, you know, wellness, suicide rates. You know, there's so many levels in which this pandemic is hitting us all across the globe. So when we move our bodies, we are allowing ourselves to be in that moment. We're allowing ourselves to connect to our breath. And, you know, a physical, I get a lot of clients who come in and they're like, look at the outside of my body. I'm so strong. I'm so, you know, I'm I'm so in shape. Amazing. I love that. I love to see that. And I love to see people appreciate the physicality of their body. But then when I say to them, okay, let's connect to your breath. And how does this feel? And they're like, what? And it's like, okay, so focus on your breath. Well, I didn't even know what that means. Ah, okay. So let's back it up a bit. Let's back it up because if we're not breathing, if we're not connecting to our breath, then we're not in the moment. We're not being in this moment. So it doesn't matter how strong you are. It doesn't matter how your outside of your body looks. If you have that disconnect to what's happening really on the inside of your body, then that's where the unhealthy, quote unquote, unhealthiness is stemming from. In my well, and I, I share that belief, you know, and, and you mentioned the pandemic and what I've seen that, that everybody's confidence has been hit by this because I think one, we're, we're grieving for what I want my normal back, you know, mm-hmm. but I think two, we're just doubting everything more and self doubt 
certainly eats away at the confidence. And when you can see yourself do something, you know, I didn't even know how to breathe. I didn't even know I could how to move. And you see yourself learn those skills. That's a confidence boost. Oh, absolutely. And there's nothing that we can't all do. You know, that's what I love about the work that I do is there's no body that I work with that is unable to do, you know, Pilates or yoga. And I'm loving like, you know, let's get to the guts of it because people want to be we're, we're such a we're such a, um, a, a community, if you will, of being judged by the outside of our bodies that we forget we forget about the power that we actually have and what's happening right now is so fear-based that we're really like you said we are unsure of anything right now and wanting to get back to a quote-unquote normal life this is our new normal and that's really hard for people to accept because when we come at it from a fear-based then we're really stopping the joy of our life We really are. I'm not saying don't be, you know, you got to be responsible and you've got to be safe. But, you know, and this is coming from my perspective and my platform, there came a point in, in my days where I was like, I feel like the joy is being taken away from me. So I needed to get that back. That included moving my body. That included talk therapy. That included connecting with other people to realize that we're never alone in our journey outside of a pandemic. We're never alone. So when you feel that you can speak to somebody and be able to share your emotions, like, I don't even know how I'm feeling right now, which is a lot of what I'm hearing too. I'm hearing a lot of individuals say, feel, I don't even know what that means. Okay, then let's pull that back and move your body so you can start feeling and understanding. It's okay to be frustrated and angry and disappointed, but it's also okay to be happy and joyful and feel alive. Not only is it okay, it's necessary. You know, if you if you we all need a wide range of emotions. So we've got to feel the sadness to appreciate the goodness and the joy. And I think that's one of the things that when we just get stuck Mm -hmm. and and a lot of people have gotten stuck in the last year. I mean, let's face it, for a good six months, we were stuck in our homes. We couldn't go anywhere. I mean, I couldn't go to the gym. I couldn't go to church. I couldn't go anywhere. And it's hard not to get stuck, not to get stuck. Um, And one of the things that I did do was, well, I walked a lot. But I also learned that I could I could exercise in my home. And that's not something I've really ever done before. We're encountering that right now where I live and in my in my country across the country is that people are not having the ability to go to the gyms or go to their uh, place of worship or go to places that provide them support. And that's where I'm having a real that kind of gets me because I was closed over the past year. I was closed for nearly six months. And, you know, it's really hard because I teach one-on-one. I'm, I feel no safer anywhere in this world than I do in my studio. So, but I feel that, you know, it's, it's kind of um, six of one, half a dozen of the other because I'm wanting to support people, but we're being told that we can't, you know, that we are unable. So what does that mean for somebody who relies on moving their body to be able to help them, you know, in their, in their spirit, in their mind, in their emotions? And what and the damage that's being done. So you're having to learn new ways of having support. There's been many times where I've said that I feel like a human Roomba 
My four walls are closing in on me. I'm banging into this wall, banging into that wall. And again, that creates a little bit more of a, of a fear mentality behind all of us. You know, I, again, am very fortunate to live where I am, where I can go outside into the mountains, get fresh air, you know, be, take up space. But there's so many people on, on this earth that don't have that beautiful um, outlet to be able to do that. And I really commend you for being able to find ways in which to switch up your routine. It really has shaken everything about us. I'm a big vibration and, um, you know, frequency. I love that. I love, I'm a big footwork. So I love to feel that earth underneath my feet and that shaking and that vibration because it makes me feel alive. It makes me feel expansive. And I teach that in the way, um, you know, in, in, when working with my clients, feeling connected, feeling grounded, there's seven, over 7,000 nerve endings in our feet. And we ignore them. We take that for granted, just like we take our breath for granted. We take so many things in our, in our, in our vessels, in our, um, you know, in our bodies, we take these things for granted. And when you start stifling or start numbing and you're not able to express what your needs are, then we're really creating a cyclone of unhealthiness and lack of well-being across the board. Well, and I think, you know, pain lives in the brain when we get to that state. Uh, I've heard I've heard a lot of people report pain that they really haven't had before. And I think that it's because they're uh, they've kind of been unaware. And now they're we always find what we're looking for. And if we're looking for a reason that, you know, something to explain the way we feel, we're going to find it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm with you on that. Our bodies tell us, you know, if we break a bone, yes, that's actual a breaking of something. But when I get a headache, when I get, you know, a pain in my hip, I don't just chalk it up to, oh, I'm getting old and I'm getting, you know, frail or I'm unable to move. It's like, oh, what's my body telling me? Do I need to move a little bit more? Am I sitting grinding my teeth? Am I anxious? What's happening in my external world? Because I look at these things as clues to why I'm experiencing, you know, some challenges that are happening in my body. I'm not negating pain. That's not what I'm saying at all. But there's a there's an opportunity for growth on so many levels to what's happening right now. And I'm loving that I get to work with individuals who are open in finding change or finding a new way of doing things or just reaching out saying hey you know what Danielle I need some help I'm here I'm here for you how can I help you because what I do like you is a service I'm here to better the lives and enrich the lives of those that are around me my community I love connecting with other individuals who are you know putting their hand up to say I just want to make some changes I just want to delve deeper in my body I want to understand how my body moves and the reasons why I'm feeling challenges here or my breath I don't connect to my breath or letting go of some learned behavior or some patterns that we have had since we lifetimes ago when we were children so it- it, you know, it's interesting because anything that's been learned can be unlearned. Do you find people struggle with that, though? Oh, my gosh. I struggle with that. You know, I struggle with that. My clients uh, struggle with that because, you know, and it's and it's by repetition. 
It's by repetition. Let's do this again. Let's do this again. And reminding, you know, when I say that Pilates is full body movement, if you've got your feet connected to, you know, something resisting and your hands are also, you know, you've got tangible, you've got your hands on something and I'm working, you know, the, the spine, spine health is Pilates. I'm building the muscles that surround the spine so that as we get older, that your abdominals and your back are going to work simultaneously and work together to make movement happen. That at the base of you, behind your belly button, there is your power. That is exactly where everything in your body comes from. Your breath, you know, your balance, everything comes from that middle area. So as I hone in on that area and remind them, what is happening to your fingers? Oh, I didn't, I I forgot about that. What's happening to your feet? Oh, my feet, where's your breath? That's where this neurological patterning and change is happening. And when it hits, it's like a snap, it's instant. And then you see people's lights up and they're like, oh, I feel this connection. And, you know, I love to see when bodies vibrate and then you're like, okay, you're opening up somewhere in your body to allow this movement to happen. Surrender, allow it to happen. It does not need to happen by control and we do not need to force things in our body. Allow it to happen. Listen to your breath. It is boss in everything that we do. If you're panicked, if you're anxious, if you're relaxed, if you're happy, listen to your breath just for a moment because it is boss and it'll tell you if you need to pull back, if you're going, if you're living in the moment that's ahead of you, if you're being present in this right here moment, your breath will tell you. Well, it's interesting. You said you can see bodies vibrate. Is that, you know, when when you said that, I thought, oh, I know when I'm pushing myself too hard, you know, working my legs, my legs will start to shake. Mm -hmm. Is that what you're talking about? It is. And you know, I see underneath chins vibrate. I love that. I love to see bellies. They're just like vibrating. And it's like, okay, these are the areas that I'm looking for because our bodies are, we've, we've trained our bodies since the day we were born. We lean into our backs. We are quad dominant. Um, you know, we really like to use our arms to make movement happen. Uh, I get a lot of back rehab, uh, rehabilitation that comes into my studio and it's like, okay, you've, you've made, you've allowed your back to be the front of the party forever. So let's pull that back. And what does that feel like when you allow other areas of your body to share the work? You stand up taller. You feel so much more wider and you take up space and you feel exhilarating and you can breathe so much more. You know, when I teach people to breathe, because I do, I teach people to breathe and it's like, okay, let's, let's manage this. Let's look at this. And they start breathing your natural breath. And it's like, okay, let's breathe into your belly. Okay. Not sure how that is, but we take them into our belly. Let's breathe into your back. Let's breathe into your sides. Let's open your rib cage. Let's breathe into your feet. And then, as I said, when those patterns can start happening the changes the changes to your emotions the changes to your physicality the changes to your spirit because I'm not just holding it in my upper chest I'm not holding it in my shoulders reaching them up to my ears create space between your ears and your shoulders let them relax let them hang down open up your pectoral muscles open up your heart center open up and reach roll your shoulders back take up space take up this beautiful ability to be 
and to deserve to be where you are. But, you know, I get a lot of um, individuals who will curl their shoulders in, collapse in their belly. You know, it's almost like they're hiding. Okay, spine health. Let's get it open. Let's get all those vertebrae. Let's crack them open first and foremost and feel that length. You'll never feel that well. You'll never feel taller or longer than in a Pilates class. It's opened up every single muscle, every vertebrae, everything in your body to be the longest you possibly can be. Then let's work with that. As you're open, let's dig a little bit deeper. I love it. You know what? I could talk about this forever, Lee, because I love to see the transformation that happens in bodies and women who come in here. I deal with men as well, but women who come in here and they get their, they get their self, you know, their self-confidence back. They feel strong. They feel alive. They walk out of here and their heads are held taller when they're walking out of clients. I love it. When clients come in, they're like, I went for a walk today and it felt so much different. I didn't have pain in my back. My hips were alive. I felt so much taller. My chin was lifted. Amazing. It is amazing. You know, the goodness that you can create by just moving your body. So how do you start someone off? Let's say someone comes in and, and they really haven't done any form of exercise for, you know, the last few years. How do you start them off? Well, we always have an intake. We always have a bit of a chat. We sit down so that they know that what happens between these four walls stays in these four walls. Um, when you move your body, we have the ability to suppress emotion. And in moving your body, when you're authentic and you move your body and you open yourself up to, to be free, pain can arise, emotional pain, physical pain, anything that you've been harboring or pushing down can start niggling its way up to the surface. And I always want my clients to know, let it go. I don't know. I'm just here to facilitate. I'm here as the middle person. I do a lot of energy work in that I get, you know, people test the grounds and they'll move their body. And then when we finish our session, I always allow um, an opportunity for them to give me feedback. And more times than not, they'll just start talking and they'll just start releasing. And then they leave then they reach back out to me and then they apologize. And then it's just like, no, I don't even know what you said because that's not my story. So I will take that and I'll dump it. Then I have to clear. I have my own, um, you know, practice to be able to clear my space energetically. But I allow that to come to the surface. So whatever they're willing to leave here, I'll dump for them. So when they leave, they've left it. That's all part. That's why I, I have a love for therapy. I've been in therapy for many years, but that's exactly why I do it. I go in. It's unbiased. I say exactly what I need to say. And then it's off my back. It's off my shoulders. And then it's sometimes more than not. We just want to let and release. So then after we do that, then we just start very gently moving the body. I have my Pilates equipment. It's all spring. It's always spring. So it allows you to be successful in all of your movements. And we just literally start moving the spine. We connect to our feet. We open up our fingertips. That's probably the foundation of where I start is to start acknowledging where your body's at. Breathe. Let's breathe. And then we build it from there. Well, you know, I think you're, when you say you start with breathing, and I work with a lot of people with anxiety and depression, and we'll start with breathing too, because it's a good way to get centered. It's a good way to stay present in the moment. And it takes focus to get that breath down around that belly button. I mean, you and I both know 
everybody's optimal breath rate is between somewhere between four and seven breaths a minute. When we're talking, I'm probably taking 12 breaths a minute because I have to, to spit it all out. Exactly. So to really focus on your, on your breathing and understand, oh my gosh, when I slow my breath rate down, I slow my heart rate down. If I get those two to dance, I can create heart rate variability. And that's such a sign of wellness. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think at the end of the day, though, Lee, everything is not separate. Everything is so interconnected. Our, our mind, our body, our spirit, it's all intertwined. And instead of treating them separately, let's keep them together. Let's start working on that together. Well, I like that because I think that then you make them all stronger, you know, and there's a synergy between that mind, body, spirit connection. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's movement. You know, whatever you're, whatever people do for movement, that needs to be celebrated. Move your body however you can. It's really important to move our bodies, regardless of your age, regardless of your challenges, regardless of your, it does not matter. There's always a way that you can move your body. Well, and the, I've done Pilates maybe two or three times, and it's such a gentle. It seems like, you know, you said people leave taller because you're stretching, the, you're lengthening those muscles. Mm-hmm. And it's such a healthy, it, it feels so good when you're doing it. Oh, it feels amazing. It feels amazing in your body. And you are present. You don't have an opportunity to have your outside narrative happen. You're present. You're there. And I demand that of my clients. I want them to be there and to give them the hour to, like, to, to, to focus on themselves, not about your husband, not about your kids, not about your job, not about your, all your roles outside of these four walls. That hour is for them. And I always remind them of that. Take it. It's yours. Well, and that's one thing we never have enough of is time for ourselves. And, you know, I talk a lot about self-care. And part of that is just taking the time for yourself. If that means you go sit outside and read a book, or if that means you take a walk or a bubble bath, whatever that means. But time for yourself is it's so hard to get. It is in my opinion, I think it's the most important thing that the, mo- the most important gift that we can give ourselves. This Take- time. So, you know, t- taking the time for yourself, we always think, oh, we have to make time for other people. <clears throat> I have to get this done for my, my partner or I have to get this done for my family member or my friends. But it's so rare that we stop and just, you know, do a check in. How are you? How are you feeling today? You know, talk to yourself. Are you having a good day? Are you having a bad day? What do you need? Um, And I've had that conversation with people and they look at me like, are you crazy? And I'm like, no, I like to talk to myself. I get a lot out of it. You know, (laughs) don't you? Absolutely. I love talking to myself. It's always a really great conversation. (laughs) I know. I'm like, I have some of the best conversations, (laughs) but it's just Lee and Lee, you know. So there are a lot of things that you can do to work on your wellness. And we've talked some about Pilates and we'll talk some more. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll offer some new ideas for you to think about when you think about moving your body, because it's much easier than you think it is. 
be back after these messages. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Did you know that the average teenager drinks twice as much soda as milk? Since 1983, sugar consumption in the U.S. is up 28%. Why is that? There are several reasons, but one of the most common is soft drinks. 20-ounce beverages have become the norm, and it's not surprising to find that 43% of our sugar comes from drinks. Sugar is blamed for poor nutritional diets. USDA data shows that people whose diets are high in added sugar eat less calcium, fiber, iron, protein, and many other important nutrients. Fat-free foods are also a culprit. Since sugar is fat-free, many people tend to think it's okay to eat as much as they want. Remember that just because a food is fat-free does not mean that it's calorie-free also. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Laughter was such good medicine, ancient Greek physicians sent their patients to visit comedians to be healed. In the 1300s, surgeon Henry D. Mondeville used to tell jokes to his patients in the recovery room. Dr. Mondeville must have been a bit of a vitzel such. That's a person who tells jokes and no one ever laughs. We laugh six times more when in the company of another person than we do by ourselves and 30 times more when we are in a group. Laughter isn't under our conscious control. If you've ever started cacinating at school, in church, or at a funeral, you know what I'm talking about. Cacinating is another word for uncontrollable laughter. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. back. Now here is your host, Lee Richardson. So before the break, we were talking about self-care and and how easy it really is to to learn how to move your body. And, And Danielle, I know you've had a lot of experience helping people understand what to do. So let's, let's share that information. You know what, Lee, there's probably, there's I, I can give I can give you and your listeners something that's really easy that they they can integrate into their daily into their weekly however they choose to self care or to get them kind of a little bit of a hop in their step. So I do this a lot with my clients when we first when I first connect with them when they come whipping into my studio and they're thinking about their work and they're rushing and they're trying to calm down. And it's like okay, go grab a tennis ball. So they'll grab a tennis ball and they put that underneath you know the ball of their feet. And in that instinct, like in that, in that moment, in that present moment, start pulsing onto that, picking up your feet and start pulsing into that ball. And it'll start waking it up all the nerve endings in your feet. And you start just pulsing and pushing your weight on that ball as you start running it into the arch of your foot towards your heel. And then you run it back the same way. And it's not to be rushed. It's really to be enjoyed. There's a lot of things that are going to happen when you do this. You're either going to be like, oh, the pain. Oh, that's a lot. Ease up. Ease up. It does not meant to hurt, but it is meant to awaken. So as you're pulsing on your toes and you're starting to move that ball into the arch of your foot, heading towards your heel, the sensation that's going to be brought up 
is going to, as I said, you're either going to be like, oh, this is, this is triggering a lot. You're going to have to breathe. You're going to have to connect to your breath. And then you do that a number of times and then leave that ball in the arch of your foot and wrap your toes around one side and then wrap your heel around the other. So that ball's going to get right into the arch of your foot. Step on it. Put some weight on it. And then roll that ball back and forth from your toes to your heels, just ever so gently run it back and forth and then step off that ball connect to all five toes into the ground, you will feel this sensation, this literally an electrifying jolt up your body. Do it to the other side. What happens after that sets the stage. You're like, I'm off. I'm running. You can do that when you're making dinner. You can do that first thing in the morning when you're brushing your teeth. You can do it when you're watching TV and all of a sudden you just be like, you know what? I just feel like I just need to relax. I just need to connect to my breath. Grab a tennis ball. Is the cheapest piece of equipment that you can have. Well, I think I'm going to have to take those tennis balls away from my dogs and use yep. them for myself. Exactly. They're in every home, right? So yeah. just take a tennis ball and then just start pulsing your feet on it, really getting into all, I love feet. So really getting into all the little intrinsic um, pieces of your feet, all the tendons, all the ligaments, all the bones, open up your toes, fan your toes, big toe, baby toe, center of your heel, really start thinking about the balance in your feet, supinating your feet. So if you have a tendency, well, look at your shoes, look at where the outline or the wearing of your shoes are. If it's on the outside, then you supinate. So you tend to lift up the arch of your foot. And if you pronate, you're going to be pressing into your big toe on the inside instep of your foot, lifting up in your baby toe. You know, they, it, I, I'm a, I, as I said, I'm a big believer in feet. Um, I think that, you know, there's people should be able to, or have access to professionals who deal with feet. You know, I've got um, some planters, fasciitis happening in my feet. Um, I know when it arises. I know if I'm anxious. I know that if I'm stressed, I know that if I've gained a couple pounds because it starts firing up under my body. Um, but you know what? Like anything that we can get to start, you know, creating a bit of aliveness, a bit of sensation and a little bit of an opportunity to be able to connect to our breath in a day. Why not? Why wouldn't we do that? That's a really good question. So somebody starting off, what are their goals? Do they do you, I mean, I always start with what are your goals because you have to know what you're looking for in order to find it. Flexibility. I get a lot of that. I get flexibility, weight loss, and then probably those are two, my two biggest ones. And then I get a lot of rehabilitation. So I would like to be able to unlock my frozen shoulder. I've had hip replacement. I've had knee replacement. I'd like to be able to get some, um, you know, movement back into those areas that are a little bit stuck. So when people come in and they're like, oh, I want some flexibility or, oh, I'd like to lose some weight. Okay. Well, you know what? That's, that's a really great goal. I get that. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Because it's going to take more than what's going to happen in a physical manner that's going to make those things happen. Okay. So immediately I get away from the weight loss. I get away from all that because that's not, that's not a goal for me on the beautiful benefits of Pilates. It's going to happen as a result, but there's so much more leading up to that. So I get, and you know what? And I'd say, I'd say 99% of the time, the women or the individuals that are saying that 
don't need to lose weight. Okay, so let's pull it back there. So there is why do you feel like you need to lose weight? Why do you feel like you are not enough? Why do you feel like that is the only thing that's going to make you happy or define you? So we kind of do a little bit of digging into that to find out where I'm coming from, like where they're coming from that I'm going to be able to build on. Flexibility is a big one. And yes, we definitely need to focus on flexibility, but there's nothing worse than going into a yoga class. Okay. And there's mirrors everywhere and we're missing everything that has to do with yoga. Yoga is, I get clients who come in and they're like, oh, I haven't practiced yoga in a long time. Well, you live a a yoga lifestyle. That's practicing. That's being, that's living a yoga life. It doesn't mean that you have to touch your toes. It doesn't mean you need to stand on your head. It doesn't mean any of those things. So, you know, and and we'll talk about that. So how many times have you gone into a yoga class and, you know, you're already slightly insecure about what's happening because, you know, you don't know what's going to happen and, oh, I can't touch my toes or, oh, I, you know, my, my arms aren't long enough when I get into triangle and I'm going to hold my breath and hold my breath and hold my breath. And then let's get over this really quick. And then you release and let go. You're going to compare yourself to the person beside you because I would like to look like that. And then you look in the mirror and you're like, good God, is this what I look like? The narrative that happens majority of the time in a lot of studios is so unhealthy. So I'm always reminding, I love yoga. I love the the, the studios that I'm surrounded with. Uh, I love what happens in those studios because I'm able to connect to myself. But I would be, I'd be lying to you if I said that I haven't looked in a mirror or looked at the person beside me or thought to myself, what am I doing? I'm doing this all wrong. That is, that's, that's the community. And that is what I'd really like to dissect about or take away or call the yoga community out on. That's not what it's about. It's not about, you know, the chanting and the, you know, the standing on your doing handstands. It's about how you feel when you're doing any movement, grabbing props. It's okay to use props. Please use props. They're there to help you. If you can't do a movement, that doesn't mean that you're bad. It doesn't mean that your body's bad. It doesn't mean that you have an inability. It just means that, you know what, this needs to be worked on. There's a, a, um, a posture, it's called crow. And it's when you crouch down and you stick your elbows into your armpits as your hands are pressed down, your elbows are bent and you balance on your hands. This has been my nemesis, I can't tell you for how many years. And I can't seem to get it. And I remember when I first started, I used to get so angry at myself. Why can't I do this? Why? What is wrong with my body? What is wrong with me that I'm unable to do this, to do this posture? Now, you know what? My hands are connected. I'm focusing on my fingers. I'm giving I'm giving myself praise for having the ability. I'm being grateful and loving my body for being able to crouch down, to bend my knees. Thank you, knees. Thank you, feet. Thank you, hands. I do so much more of that in my yoga practice as opposed to just being like, look at me. Look what I can do. And stretching myself out, that's going to hurt. Lock into my knees, hold my breath, hold my breath, hold my breath and let it go. So I'd kind of like to see that being taken away. I, I mean, obviously there is a bazillion uh, studios out there that don't teach that way but I have encountered some where it's all about the way that it looks the way that and it's not the focus isn't on how it feels in your body so that kind of goes back to when I'm working with somebody I that's what we're always focusing on and I ask them all the time how does that feel until they understand and are able to um 
you know, come back at me with this feels great or this doesn't feel great or am I supposed to be engaging this muscle? I stay away from a lot of terminology because that's, you know, we don't, I'm not, I'm not a physiotherapist. I'm not a doctor. I teach Pilates. I teach people to feel. I honestly believe that that is my job and that is my gift because I love to feel. So when I'm able to work with someone else and help them understand not only their body's ability, to give themselves praise all the time. I'm going to be your biggest cheerleader. I'm going to make you feel like you can conquer the world. And there's no, there's a misconception in that you have an inability. If you're unable to do it this way, I'll always come up with another way that you're going to feel success. So when you finish it or when you complete it, you're going to be like, oh my goodness, I'm so strong. I just did this. Let's celebrate that. There's so many moments in our lives in general that should be celebrated i'm a big celebration girl i like to bring out bring out the bubbles and i like to celebrate life so when i'm in my studio and i can give another an individual an opportunity to celebrate something in their day that's success oh well we all like to celebrate that is for sure and that's something you know and i do practice some yoga and crow has been uh, one day I will do one day, one day, Lee, we're going to do it. And until one day, celebrate the fact that we can breathe, that we can bend our knees, that we can bend our elbows. Hey, look at my nail polish or, Oh, I need to get a new manicure. Like it's, it's about the balance. It's about your belly. It's about what you're the narrative. We taught, we don't have a lot of nice things to say to ourselves. We really don't. And whatever I'm telling myself, is not going to be in the nicest form. So I remind my clients of that as well. Whatever your narrative is happening in your, in your, in your brain right now, whatever you're telling yourself, change it. Well, and I know how, how hard that can be because I have this thing about inversions, shoulder stand. I love, but crow and, you know, a headstand, I just have this thing. I think it's a block in my head that you cannot do inversions. I need to get rid of that. You do. And, but why do you feel like you, you, you need to do them? Is it a fear? Do you think that when you get into it, are you fearful of falling? Are you fearful of hurting your body? Are like, is there, is there a fear background based to this? I don't know. I mean, I've never, probably not because I feel fear when I, I feel it in my body. And when I'm trying to do it, I'm just like, you just, this is, I I don't see the, I guess one is I don't see the true value in it personally. Um, or am I lazy? Do I think it's just too much work? I don't know. Yeah. I have a hard time with inversions as well. Like you, I love headstands and I like shoulder stands. I do not like handstands because I can't do them, first of all. So I'm kind of that person that's like, oh, I'm just, I can't do it. So I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to build the blocks to get myself to a handstand. I love inversions in Pilates because it's supported. And I love, I love to feel that again, the opening of my spine, um, where I feel like I can just dangle. I love inversions from that perspective. I have a great deal of fear when it comes to inversions. So what I've been doing for the longest time is using the wall 
to help and give me support. So I get my hands, you know, I get my, I get my hands nice and rooted and nice and grounded. And then I do like a forward fold, place my hands down, and then I'll tuck my chin just slightly to rest the back of my head against the wall. And then I'll start walking my feet closer to my hands until it feels safe. And then sometimes my shoulder blades, Sometimes my thoracic, so the middle of my spine, sometimes my hips are going to get to the wall. But to get my feet up, that's not going to happen. And that's okay. Because right now, if I can just put all that, if my, if my shoulders and my hands and my arms, my biceps, my triceps, my lap muscles underneath my armpits, if they're able to support my body weight without picking my feet up, I think that's pretty successful. Well, I think you're right. I think that's a great that's a great way to look at it. And we I talk all the time in CBT, you have to restructure, reframe. I think I need to do a little practice on myself. <laughs> practice what we preach, right, Lee? Yeah. Absolutely. Baby steps are absolutely worth celebrating. We don't have to be these little pretzly people. We don't have to do that. Yoga is breathing, just being. Just being authentic. That's a yoga life. That's it living, is. That's living in true yoga uh, formation and living a life of a yogi. And in that's your- one thing I enjoy at the beginning of yoga is setting my intention. What, mm-hmm. what is my intention? And I truly do enjoy that. And, you know what? And there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong to push ourselves, to get ourselves into these beautiful beautiful positions and postures but can you breathe that's always my thing when I put people in anything Pilates yoga can you breathe because if you can't breathe we got to pull out but if you can breathe and you know that I, I know that you know about this and I'm sure you and you practice this and um and with your clients as well is there's that edge we all have an edge and a lot of the times um as you know perfectionists um personality types, we're going to go beyond our edge. So let's take, for example, you're sitting down, your legs are in front of you, you're sitting up nice and tall, your sits bones are underneath you, you're flexing your your toes to your nose. That's probably that's going to trigger a lot of people in the back chain of their body behind their knees, their hamstrings, that's going to start getting their, their, um, their breath being a little bit more active, bring your hands above your head, tuck your chin and start rolling down your body and reach for your toes. Okay, you know what, that that to me, If your hands reach your thighs, that's great. If you want to climb them down to reach your knees, reach towards your shins, reach towards your ankles, towards your feet, that's great. Listen to your breath. Are you holding your breath? Are you collapsing in that you're rolling your body in order to be holding your toes? So you're not moving your body authentically. You're literally grabbing onto your toes, holding your breath, turning red in the face to to feel successful. You know, let's break it down. If you can roll down your body and reach your hands to your knees, that's great. If you want to reach forward, let's celebrate that. That's amazing. But that edge. So, you know, when you feel that sensation in your body and you're like, okay, this is really good. Now you're, I'm going to lean into it a little bit more. Okay, this is good. Listen to my breath. I'm still breathing. When I exhale, does it allow me to surrender a little bit more to go a little bit deeper? Deeper doesn't mean better. My one of my favorite yoga instructors used to say that all the time. Going deeper does not mean better. You have to understand where your edge is to be able to sit there. 
And that narrative, unlatch your jaw, relax the space between your eyebrows, relax your shoulders, create space between your ears and your shoulders. Live there. It does not need to be pressed. So you're grabbing, you're holding. Every single muscle in your body is engaged and it's contracting and it's tight to make movement happen. And then you all of a sudden you just, you just let it all go. You flop down like, like, you know, a, a bag of potatoes or, you know, just to un, un release from that, from that, from that movement, from that posture. That's not healthy. That's not going to get you to be more flexible. That's not going to get you to be, to have more strength in your body. You're injuring yourself. So that edge, I always try to explain that with my clients and, my, and as well. So they understand where their that edge is. I'm not them. But you need to understand where your edge is and don't go beyond that. You can play with it. You can tickle it. You can surrender slightly to it. Listen to your breath. It'll allow you to go deeper as needed, as you allow, or pull back. There's nothing wrong. Our bodies change from day to day. So, and and this is very humbling. When I was in Pilates teacher's training and I would do something and I would be like, oh my goodness, I'm so strong. I'm this amazing, blah, 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 blah. That narrative, I love it. It filled me up. It made me feel great. So the next day I would go in and I'd be like, look at, look at what I can do. And I'd be saying this to myself. Look, I, I can master this one. And then I feel like SpongeBob SquarePants. I cannot move. Oh, okay. Now what? So then that narrative wants to come in. You're not good enough. You're not strong enough. What are you thinking? You don't deserve this, you know, because that's my past. That's where my narrative is going to come. So I have to cut that off at the very beginning. And then I'm like, oh, I have to remember what happened in the past 24 hours. Did I drink enough water? Did I move my body beyond its capability? Did I stretch? Did I take the time? to be after we exhaust our bodies, after we fatigue our bodies and we have that moment is runners. You know, I used to be, I used to be a long distance runner back in the day and I was very infamous for doing this. I'd go for a long run and then I'd come back and be like, Oh, that was great. I don't need to do anything else. Well, actually I should be stretching for just as long as much time, if not longer than I did for my run. Because they counter each other. I love it when I get clients that come in here and they're like, I'm a triathlete. I'm a long distance runner. I'm a this, 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 this. Amazing. Because doing Pilates, doing, having a practice, having any kind of practice is going to help build your body to be the best that it can be. Whatever that means for you. Doesn't mean by your next door neighbor. Doesn't mean by your sister. It's not a comparison. There's never any comparison. It's how you can best perform to your ability for a longer period of time. I love the stories of Pilates where people in their 90s, I would go and watch Matt Pilates, which is hands down the hardest thing to do. And because it's you and gravity. And I would watch women in their 60s, 70s and 80s rock out a Pilates class. And I would just, my jaw would just drop. These women were strong. So that goes to show they understand how their bodies move. There's nothing wrong with pulling back, not doing things like your neighbor next to you. You have to understand how your body moves and move it to the best that it can. That's all. So let's say you're someone in this in your 70s and you've you've decided that you need to really stop and focus on your health and you want to start something like Pilates. Is that too old? Oh, my goodness. You're never too old. 
You are never too old to have movement ever. And especially in Pilates because it's so supportive. So if I get them on there, okay. If I can get them to work their way down to a mat, that's an exercise in itself. There's a lot of individuals who have a hard time getting down onto a mat. Okay. Then we're not going to start there. We're going to start up higher because a lot of things in Pilates, they're going to test you beyond. They're going to test your brain. They're going to test your physicality. You have to trust. You have to trust that your body is not going to let you down. You have to trust that you're not going to go beyond your capability and capacity. I'm not going to push you there. I'm going to, I'm going to show you, I'm not going to give you something that you're going to be unable to do, first of all, but you need to start understanding how your body moves and what you're capable of doing. So let maybe we start standing up if they can't get down or we start at a um, like a, a Cadillac machine, which is waist high that they're able to get on lay on your back. Are you able to lift up your head? No. Okay, let's put your hands behind your head. Are you able to move your hands behind your head? No. Okay, let's start seated. You know, there's so many ways in which that we can make movement successful that there's never, there is never a time in your life that is that you're beyond, that you're too old ever. Well, I think that's great to know because, I, I, and I agree with that, if you're as young as you feel and you keep that brain learning new things and creating new synapses and you know age is just a number it does not define us and oh. you've done a really good job of explaining just how easy and how uh, your style is so flexible you know I will meet you where you are um, and I think that's fantastic and I certainly encourage people to find a practitioner close to them that offers that flexibility because Absolutely. me, it, it's where it starts. Absolutely. And that is the biggest takeaway, Lee. And you nailed it right there. You need to find somebody who's going to meet you where you are. And I would imagine that everybody has different styles. I mean, I've had, I do yoga and I have different instructors and, and their style is, I have the ones I like because I like their style, you know? Yeah. So I encourage everybody to stop and, and, to, and think about what you need to help make you successful. We just have a couple of minutes left. And so before we close the show, is there anything that you would like to leave people with? Oh, Lee, I'm just so grateful to be able to share um, and have this conversation like we did today. It was really candid. It was really honest. And I think that the biggest takeaway is that people need to know that their bodies can. Your body can. What stops you is your mind telling you that you can't. So, you know, allowing yourself, and I know it's scary, to reach out to a practitioner, any practitioner, to be able to say to them, I, you know, I, I'm interested in this, or I feel this, or I don't even know where to start. Amazing. Find the practitioner, like you said, that's going to meet you where you are to be able to, you know, to reach your goals. We all have goals, set those goals, strive for those goals and have somebody who is willing to take that journey with you. So is there just one question? I mean, how would you ask somebody? I do consultations with everybody because I need to get to know them so that I know I can help them. Is there one question that they could ask real quick to know if that's the right practitioner for them? 
Yeah, just have a general conversation. Does it make you feel at ease? Do you feel comfortable? Do you trust this person? Do you believe in their ability? Look at the space that you're in. Does it make you comfortable? That's great. That is a great way to end. And and I just thank you so much for sharing what you know with us. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Lee. Take care. So, On behalf of Lee Richardson and the Brain Performance Center, we want to thank you for listening. If you'd like to hear more episodes like this, visit us on iTunes, Google Play, Toginet, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, 